This audio is brought to you by Muslim Central. Please consider donating to help cover our running costs and future projects by visiting www.muslimcentral.com forward slash donate. Inshallah, we'll be reading from verse number one of Surah Al Safat, page number 438 of the Sahih International Translation. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والصفات صفا فالزاجرات زجرا فالتاليات ذكرا إن إلهكم لواحد رب السماوات والأرض وما بينهما ورب المشارق إنا زينا السماء الدنيا بزينة الكواكب وحفظا من كل شيطان مارد لا يسمعون إلى الملأ الأعلى ويقذفون من كل جانب دحورا ولهم عذاب واصب إلا من خطف الخطفة فأتبعه شهاب ثاقب فاستفتهم أهم أشد خلقا أم من خلقنا إنا خلقناهم من طين لاذب بل عجبت ويسخرون وإذا ذكروا لا يذكرون وَإِذَا رَأَوْا آيَةً يَسْتَسْخِرُونَ وَقَالُوا إِنْ هَذَا إِلَّا سِحْرٌ مُبِينٌ أَإِذَا مِتْنَا وَكُنَّا تُرَابًا وَعِظَامًا أَإِنَّا لَمَبْعُوثُونَ فإذا هم ينظرون وقالوا يا ويلنا هذا يوم الدين هذا يوم الفصل الذي كنتم به تكذبون أحشر الذين ظلموا وأزواجهم وما كانوا يعبدون من وقفوهم إنهم مسؤولون ما لكم لا تناصرون بل هم اليوم مستسلمون وأقبل بعضهم على بعض يتساءلون قالوا إنكم كنتم تأتوننا قالوا بل لم تكونوا مؤمنين وما كان لنا عليكم من سلطان 
سلطان بل کم قوم قاغین فحق علینا قول ربنا ان لذائقون فأغويناكم انا كنا غاوین فإنهم يومئذ My dearest mothers and sisters, this is a powerful surah, very short verses, very beautiful verses of the Qur'an. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has indeed blessed us by sending us such a beautiful word of His, which is very balanced and it has in it reminders, it has messages of good news and hope, and it has messengers of messages of the warnings that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed as well. So if we take a look at the first few verses, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is actually taking a qasam or an oath. You and I, when we take an oath, we are only allowed to take an oath by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So I can say, Wallahi, which means I swear by Allah, or I swear by His names or qualities, and I'm not allowed to take an oath by anything other than that, whether it is a messenger or whether it is something of value, any creature of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but I can only take an oath by the one who sent the messengers, by the one who created entire creation, by Allah. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself, he takes an oath with those things that he has created that are of a great standing. And sometimes those things that are unique, those things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would like to draw our attention to their greatness or to their value or to the fact that they are from amongst the creatures of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that require us to ponder over. So Allah says, وَالصَّافَّاتِ صَفًّا Taking an oath by those angels ranged in ranks or those angels in rows. If you take a look at the Sahih International Translation, it's quite simple. It says, by those angels lined up in rows. So Allah is taking a qasam, an oath. Then He says, and by those who drive the clouds, still talking about angels, 
and those who recite the message. So these are three oaths taken by the angels, meaning Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is swearing by the angels. If we take a look at the noble Quran translation, you will find it saying, by those angels ranged in ranks or in rows, by those angels who drive the clouds in a good way, by those angels who bring the book and the Quran from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to mankind. So Allah is taking an oath by the angels. The angels are a great creature or great creatures of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Huge and amazing and they do not disobey Allah at all. لَا يَعْصُونَ اللَّهَ مَا أَمَرَهُمْ وَيَفْعَلُونَ مَا يُؤْمَرُونَ The Quran says they will never disobey Allah regarding any instruction that He has given them. And they do as they are told, exactly. Those are the angels, they don't have the power to disobey. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, after taking all these oaths, He just wants to reiterate one thing. إِنَّ إِلَٰهَكُمْ Indeed, your Rabb, your Lord is one. One. So this is the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You are not allowed to worship anything besides He who made you. Your ilah is one, none other than Allah. When you worship, you worship only He who made you. He is the one who created you and unto Him you shall return. He is just one. Remember that and remember it always. Never worship a person, nor a grave, nor a stick, nor a stone nor a tree, nor any other creature of Allah, whether it be a prophet or anyone else, rendering acts of worship to a creature is wrong. All acts of worship are rendered solely and only to Allah. The one who made you and I, He is the only one who deserves to be worshipped because He is the one, the only. So Allah is saying, Ilahakum lawahid. La ilaha illallah. There is none worthy of worship besides Allah. That's the meaning of it. So why do people say La ilaha illallah and they utter the meaning of it, there is no one worthy of worship besides Allah and they keep on worshipping sticks and stones and saints and prophets and trees and other creatures of Allah, so they have negated that statement. This is what makes us a Muslim. La ilaha illallah. I bear witness that there is none worthy of worship besides Allah. So I will worship Allah alone. That is Islam. So Allah says, Who is Allah? Rabbus samawati wal ard. The Lord of the heavens and the earth. Wama baynahuma. And all that lies between them. Warabbul mashariq. And the Lord of every point of the sun's rising. Now, al mashriq actually means the east. Mashariq means the east. And Mashriq also means the point where the sun rises, Shuruq. Shuruq al-Shams meaning the sun coming out. Now in winter and summer and in different uh, seasons, the sun actually does not come out from the same spot that it, actually, that it comes out at other times of the year. Every day or every little season, it changes. Every day there is a fragmental change, a small, minute change, but there is a change. So Allah being the creator of the sun and the earth and so on, he knows that there is a change, so this is why he calls it Masharit. That all the points where the sun rises from, all of them, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is actually the Lord of all of that. He owns it, he knows it. 
Then he makes mention of another very, very great creature of his. Or creatures, the stars. People ask, why did Allah create the stars? So Allah answers the question. Indeed, we have adorned the near heaven with the stars for beauty. This is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saying that we have adorned this heaven with the stars of, or with the beauty of the stars. So one of the reasons of the creation of the stars, simply to create beauty in the sky. So if you were to ask, why are the stars made? One of the reasons is to look nice, to look beautiful, to beautify this canopy that we have above us, known as the sky. Imagine looking up all the time and you see nothing, blank, complete, absolutely nothing. So Allah says, beautify it for you, we've made the stars, one of the reasons. What are some of the other reasons? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَحِفْظًا مِنْ كُلِّ شَيْطَانٍ مَارِدٍ and we have created the stars to guard against every rebellious devil. So who are these rebellious devils? These are the devils, the satans, the jinn kind who try to go up in order to steal some information from the preserved tablet and from what is going on in the heavens. So Allah says, we use the same stars to pelt them. Let's listen to the next verse. لَا يَتْسَمَّعُونَ إِلَى الْمَلَأِ الْأَعْلَى they cannot listen to the higher group of angels for they are pelted from every side. This is the pelting. So when you see a star falling, we actually read لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم No might, no power except that of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the high, the great because Allah has just pelted those devils with these stars and they are called shooting stars in the language of some. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says when they try to listen to the higher group of angels they are pelted from every direction. So what is the exception? Allah says they are pelted from every direction, repelled, and for them is a constant punishment. They are repelled. So a constant punishment for the devil. They are living in constant punishment, the jinn kind. The devil from amongst them. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us from being devilish. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Then accept one who snatches some words by theft. But they are pursued by a burning flame, piercing in brightness. So there are some of these shayateen who might pinch a word or two from that which is being uttered by the lofty angels and the instructions with amongst them. But this would only be by the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And at the same time in order to test creation, and in order to test us as human beings as well, so sometimes these shayateen, these devils, they have the stealing of a word. And they might come down and they'll add another hundred words to that and then they'll release it to some people who try to seek assistance from them. 
So seeking assistance from the jinn is actually prohibited. But this jinn or these jinn will actually come to you with information and sometimes one droplet of the information might be accurate and the other 100 droplets added which make the entire glass would be absolute false. And this is a test. So Allah says, if you believe them, you have disbelieved in me. You know, like the hadith of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam states, مَنْ أَتَى عَرَّافًا أَوْ كَاهِنًا فَصَدَّقَهُ بِمَا أَخْبَرْ فَقَدْ كَفَرَ بِمَا أُنزِلَ عَلَى مُحَمَّدْ Whoever visits a fortune teller or, or a soothsayer, one who claims to know the unseen, and believes what they've said, has disbelieved in what Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has brought. So you only need to ask yourself when someone informs you something of the unseen, is this something of the unseen? If the answer is yes, we don't believe it. It can create a little bit of a doubt in our heads to say, let's pursue it via permissible means, but not via prohibited means. So it's something very, very uh, serious in terms of a test from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah make it easy for all of us. This usually happens, you know, when people are sick and ill and they went to this doctor and that doctor and no doctor can tell them anything and then suddenly someone tells them that we know who did what to you and so on and so forth and that's where the test comes. You'd rather die of an illness than to die without Iman. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us because lack of Iman is the most serious of all illnesses and sicknesses. And may Allah grant cure to all those who might be ill and sick and to every single one of us who may be suffering in whatever sickness or illness or any form of difficulty. May Allah create ease for us all. Amen. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Then inquire of them, O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, are they a stronger creation or those whom we have created? This is a question that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has been instructed to ask. Ask the people of Quraysh. فَاسْتَفْتِهِمْ أَهُمْ أَشَدُّ خَلْقًا أَمَّنْ خَلَقْنَا then ask them, O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, are they stronger as creation or those others like the heavens and the earth and the mountains whom we have created? Verily, we have created them of sticky clay. So Allah has chosen to create me and you from clay. And that clay is found all over the earth. And the mountains are huge and the skies and the sun and the moon and everything else and that which is between the two. And Allah says, so who is greater in creation? Yourselves who are created from soil, clay, dust or the mountains and the other creatures? This is a question obviously in order for us to understand the greatness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The fact that He can create and He has created and He will create and He keeps on creating and He will cause everything to end and he will cause it to be resurrected. That is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So ask them that question. Then Allah says, but you wonder while they mock. You know when you invite people towards goodness or you ask them a question which is very relevant, some people begin to wonder and they really want the answers. And other people begin to laugh and mock and make a joke out of things. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, بَلْ wa you, O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, wondered. 
They were wondering whilst they were mocking at you and at the Quran. So then Allah says, and their problem was that whenever they were reminded, they paid no attention. No attention. Now, if we pause for a moment and we look at the Quran and we look at it as a word of a reminder for myself and yourselves, we will come to understand immediately that every time there is a reminder, that reminder is actually for me and you. So Allah is telling us all or reminding us to learn a lesson from what the people of the past have done. So Allah says, وَإِذَا ذُكِّرُوا لَا يَذْكُرُونَ Those of the past, when they were reminded, they did not pay attention, they did not take heed. وَإِذَا رَأَوْا آيَةً يَسْتَسْقِرُونَ Every time they saw a sign or evidence or some form of sign that Allah sent them, they mocked at it. May Allah bless us all. May He protect us. We see signs in our lives. Allah sends us reminders and warnings. And Allah sends us goodness. And Allah sends us sometimes uh, lack of achievement of what we want in order to test us and to remind us. But we continue sometimes dwelling in our mockery. And living a life as though we're never going to return to Allah. And as though, you know what, by the way, Allah is, you know, uh, just uh, by the way, astaghfirullah. And sometimes we couldn't even be bothered to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this, this is a point to ponder over where we need Allah so badly, so badly, so badly. And we couldn't really be bothered what He asks us to do. And it's minor, it's small. You know, I was speaking to someone a few days ago and we were speaking about sujood and prostration and saying if you know what you're saying in prostration in salah, you will feel the best feeling ever. When you are down there in prostration and you will take your time and you will not want to rush up from that position because you know what you are saying, you know to whom you are saying it and you know who you are and how desperately you are in need of the one whom you are just praising. And you know that he, the one whom you are praising is the one who controls everything regarding your existence and therefore you are so honored to be in that position declaring his greatness how then can you actually rush up from sujood and from prostration so take your time in salah may Allah make it easy for us all so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says وَإِذَا رَأَوْ آيَةً يَسْتَسْخِرُونَ whenever they saw a sign whenever we sent them signs whenever they were these signs they mocked at them وَقَالُوا إِنْ هَذَا إِلَّا سِحْرٌ مُبِينٌ Every time the sign came to them, and some of these signs were signs that they had asked for, then they said, oh, this is just magic. This is magic. Imagine how foolish. When a sign comes, they say, it's magic. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. Then Allah says, they ask a question, and they are amazed and amused by something. And what is that thing? أَإِذَا مِتْنَا وَكُنَّا تُرَابًا وَعِظَامًا أَإِنَّا لَمَبْعُوثُونَ أَوَآبَاؤُنَا الْأَوَّلُونَ When we are dead and we have become dust, decomposed into soil, the bones have been decomposed, shall we then be resurrected? Is that possible? And also our forefathers, the fathers of old, will they also be resurrected? How is that possible? So Allah says, tell them, نَعَمْ وَأَنْتُمْ دَاخِرُونَ Yes. You will be resurrected and then you will be humiliated. May Allah not do that to us. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not humiliate us. I mean, 
So Allah says, فَإِنَّمَا هِيَ زَجْرَةٌ وَاحِدَةٌ فَإِذَا هُمْ يَنْظُرُونَ Indeed, it will be a single zajrah. Zajrah meaning a shout, the second blowing of the trumpet, a huge noise. And behold, they will be staring. You know, when we die, it's going to be sudden. When Qiyamah comes, it's going to be sudden. When the resurrection comes, it's going to be sudden. So Allah says, ثُمَّ نُفِخَ فِيهِ أُخْرَى فَإِذَا هُمْ قِيَامٌ يَنْظُرُونَ Surah Al-Zumar, Allah says, Then the trumpet will be blown for a second time or again, and behold, they will be standing and looking. Meaning they will be resurrected and looking, staring. Whoa, what happened here? May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for us on that day. Allah says, فَإِذَا هُمْ يَنْظُرُونَ They will be standing. And what will they be saying? They will say, Woe unto us! This is the day of recompense. This is the day we were promised. It will be said, This is the day of judgment which you used to deny. So from these verses, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is drawing our attention to the fact that we're definitely going to be resurrected and we need to prepare for that day and that day is going to come and those who belied it or disbelieved in it, they will definitely be regretting on that day and they will be told, oh, here's the day, you used to disbelieve in it, well, it's right here, right now. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make that easy for us. This is the day of judgment which you used to deny. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, The angels will be ordered, gather those who committed wrong, their kind, and what they used to worship. Gather everyone, gather those who committed wrong, bring them forth, and the angels will bring them forth. All those who grouped together will be gathered. Those who grouped together in sin, those who worship other than Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala things that guided them to the path of hellfire so there are those who worship Allah and worshiping Allah means rendering acts of worship and getting guidance from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that of purity you know it's very clear and clean religion is clear and clean and it's always upright modest full of morality values that's what religion is all about but when it comes to the devil full of immorality dirt do as you please attitude, you know, don't be bothered attitude, uh, just worship anything and everything as and when you like and wish, that's what the devil calls for. So Allah says, we will resurrect all of these and we will say, well, these are the things that you worship besides Allah, so they led you to the hellfire. This is where they led you, to the path of hellfire. Allah says, stop them. We want to ask them. They will be questioned. Waqifuhum. Stop them. You know when I read this, this, these words, وَقِفُوهُمْ It's like a roadblock where suddenly you're stopped. Stop! We want to ask you questions. Show us this and show us that. Let's see this and let's see that. And why did you do this and why did you do that? So Allah says, وَقِفُوهُمْ إِنَّهُمْ مَسْؤُولُونَ They are indeed answerable. They need to be questioned. They will be asked, What is wrong with you? Why do you not help each other today? You see, those who used to worship others besides Allah, 
if those who were worshipped agreed with the fact that they should be worshipped besides Allah, then Allah will ask a question, well, why don't you help each other today? There are people who allow others to worship them, to kiss their feet and believe that they are some form of uh, an empowerment or some form of a stepping stone between uh, someone else and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they begin to pretend like they are God-given powers that they have. They begin to pretend that they have these powers to be able to forgive and to be able to intercede. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us goodness. All those who have the legitimate power to intercede that is given by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, declared and known. Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he has warned us, do not worship me like the Christians have worshipped Jesus. He says it very clearly. لا تطروني كما أطرت النصارى ابن مريم Don't go beyond the limits when it comes to me like the Christians have done with Jesus, the son of Mary. Always remember, I'm a worshipper of Allah, a slave, a messenger. That's who I am. But he would have the power to intercede by the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for members of his ummah. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has informed us of a few others. Like for example, the Quran and works hard on it and abides by it and so on may be able to take through into Jannah ten members of his family have had hellfire written against their name. But this will only be by the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It does not mean we worship those people. Not worship someone besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah says, they won't be able to, but they that day are in surrender. They will be surrendered. Complete silence for Allah. No one can talk. No one can say anything. But in the world they had big mouths. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. Allah says, and they will approach one another asking or blaming each other. They will say, indeed, you used to come to us from the right. The oppressors will say, no, you yourselves were not believers. We had nothing to do with it. And we had no authority over you, but you were transgressing people. So the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has come into effect upon us. That's what they will say. Indeed, we will taste the punishment. May Allah protect us from it. And Allah says that they will then talk to one another, saying things to one another, regretting, saying, and we led, to devi we led you to deviation. Indeed, we were deviators. So indeed, on that day, they will be sharing the punishment. Indeed, that is how we deal with the criminals, Allah says. Allahu Akbar. So Allah is saying that the criminals will be dealt with, they will be allowed to argue with one another because a person who led you astray, you can talk to them on that day and you can find out why and whatever, but you will not be able to blame each other because both will be blameworthy. Why did you allow someone to make a fool of you? Then Allah says, Indeed, they, when it was said to them, La ilaha illallah, they were too arrogant to accept it. When it was said to them, there is none worthy of worship besides Allah, they were too arrogant to accept it. So let them taste the result of their own words, their own doings, their own actions and their own set of deeds. So Allah says, they were saying, Are we to leave our gods for a mad poet? You know when Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam 
brought about the Quran from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and delivered it to them, what did they say? They said, this man is a mad poet. He's a poet. Look, the words he says rhymes. Allah says, this is not poetry. It's a message from Allah. It's a powerful message. So don't call the man mad. Consider his message. It's powerful. So they, when they were instructed what to do, they were arrogant. May Allah not make us from those who are arrogant. When we are instructed what to do, may He soften us. May He make us from those who can change our lives in preparation for the day when we meet our Creator, when we meet our Maker. May we purify ourselves. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us that purification. And may He make us from those who earn forgiveness on a daily basis. Amen. So my mothers and sisters, here Allah is saying, That they were asking a question. When they were given the Qur'an, they just said, Well, you know what? Are we expected to leave our gods because of this mad poet? So Allah says, Rather, the Prophet ﷺ has come with the truth and confirmed the previous messages and messengers. Allahu Akbar. The, the message of the Qur'an is a completion of what Jesus may peace be upon him brought and what Moses may peace be upon him brought the messages are not contradictory they are a completion so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says it's quite clear for those who'd like to study those who want to look into it those who listen those who have intellect indeed you the disbelievers will be the tasters of the painful punishment and you will not be recompensed except for what you used to do but not the chosen servants of Allah. They will be saved. So the, who are the chosen servants of Allah? My mothers and sisters, if you take a look at these verses and you go home and read again through the meanings of these verses, you will come to realize that in these verses Allah has made mention of quite severe punishment, which will be meted out to those who have transgressed and not turned to Him. So the, the fact that we are listening to these verses is... A, is a point of mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it means we have a chance it means we have moments it means that Allah loves us enough to have allowed us to listen to his words and ponder over them and change our lives but the punishment that is mentioned is so severe and it is so serious that immediately after that Allah says look there is an exception there are those who will not be punished there are those who will achieve goodness and inshallah in the next few verses, perhaps next week, we will go through uh, that which Allah makes mention of in terms of the goodness that will be achieved by the ones who have repented, the ones who have changed their lives, the ones who have taken heed, the ones who understand the message of Allah. I always say, and I repeat it, if you understand the Qur'an, nobody will be able to fool you regarding worshipping that besides Allah. Never. You won't be fooled. And you'll be able to understand the difference between what is right and wrong. Once you've studied the Qur'an and understand that what Allah's words are, obviously they will lead you to the sunnah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. They will lead you to much goodness, all the goodness in existence. The source of it is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And people will not be able to fool you. Because today there is a lot across the globe that is being said and done. That is actually the height of ignorance. Yet... The people are highly educated, so to speak. And sometimes even those who are linked to perhaps what we might term uh, scholarly education, you know, that which is religious sometimes, 
Some of the people are fooled and they keep on fooling others. But believe me, you will never be fooled if you know the words of Allah. And this is why the biggest deviation is when people tell you, do not read the words of Allah. Don't make an effort to try and understand it. No, don't. If people tell you that, it is the biggest deviation you can ever have heard. I tell you why. Simple reason. Allah made me and He made you. He is going to take me away and resurrect me. He gave His words to me and to you. And we spent a life of 60 years, 70 years, never being bothered to ever try and see what did He say? What did He say? And we believe people telling us, you're not allowed to know what He said. Astaghfirullah. Astaghfirullah. I can't imagine and I, I don't understand how sometimes people who are linked to religion still say these words that no you're not allowed you can't is it tafsir no don't go you're not allowed to know what Allah said your mind and brain is too small whoa okay okay Allahu Akbar Allahu Akbar may Allah protect us these are the, the deviating words of the devil so don't be fooled. You know, if someone was murdered from amongst us, may Allah protect us. Or let's say if someone died. Let's, if some, we make it less gruesome. If someone died from amongst us, right? And we heard that they left behind a word, a little note. And in that note, that note was directed to me. Or say to you. Wouldn't we be so interested in knowing what did they say? Why did, what, what did they leave a message for me for? But that's a human being who died. This is Allah who is all living, alive. He is the maker of me and you. He's the one who's given you everything you have. He's the one whom we are in desperate need of. He says, hang on, here's my message. And we say, you know what? I'll die, but I won't know what your message is because some Tom, Dick and Harry told me that, you know what? You're not allowed to know the message of the one who made you, the one whom you are going to return to and the one who's going to resurrect you. Is that the answer we're going to give Allah? If that's the case, we will be from amongst those arguing on that day with those people who told us not to learn the message. And we'll be saying, but didn't you guys tell us? Now go and answer Allah. And they'll say, well, you know what? Why did you believe us? We're all in the punishment today. And then what will happen is Allah will say that subhanahu wa ta'ala, I sent you the message and you knew it was mine. Why did you have to listen to those people who told you not to try and understand it? For what? Why didn't, you, why didn't you go and read it yourself? Today we're ready to read all the other books, every book that there is. That's interesting. Today people create fiction tales that have no meaning to it. A movie that absolutely has nothing, no sense to it besides immorality. And we'll pay to go and watch it and we'll get excited and it affects our lives for another 10 years. MashaAllah, the time is up. Alhamdulillah. Anyway, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us goodness in the dunya and the akhirah. Inshallah, we'll meet again next week to continue with whatever we've uh, started off this week. May Allah bless us all and grant us goodness, grant us beneficial rain and create ease for every single one of us. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have mercy on us all. Wa sallallahu wa sallam wa baraka ala nabina Muhammad. Subhanallah bihamdihi, subhanakallahumma bihamdik. Nashadu an la ilaha illa anta nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayki.